You're listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast, where the truth is to be found. A podcast exploring all things paranormal, hauntings, UFOs, crypto, the unknown. Our members believe in the skeptical approach, but with an open mind, just trying to make sense of it all. And I do. I take my personal beliefs into it, but like you said, then I have my skeptical side that right. wants to prove it another way. I don't really have a say on it right now because I don't know what the video looks like. Well, I'm looking for the evidence. Right. What's the evidence? A story to me is not really evidence because that's one person's experience. Military Paranormal Investigations is not affiliated to any branch of the military. It's time. It's, time. it's time! Coming to you from North Texas on multiple platforms for maximum reach. Here are your hosts, members of the MPI team. And welcome to Military Paranormal Investigations Podcast. My name is Rob. I'm uh, Mike. I'm Jeff. I'm Allison. First, I'd like to say we are not affiliated to any branch of the military. You can find us on Facebook, Podbean, Twitter, YouTube. And you can also contact us at 940-437-4674. That's 940-437-4MPI. Or email us at podcast at militaryparanormal.com. What about our website? Oh, oh yeah. wow, wow. You're not going to say it? <laughs> no, not ever. <laughs> well, you, did like, you did like the last episode? I thought it was great. You can find us at militaryparanormal.com. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... If you've caught a couple of our episodes, we've been leading up to Halloween doing a small little podcast, um, basically just telling us some of our experiences that we've had. Um, not so much, I guess, spooky, scary ones kind of. Maybe Creepy factor, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of set the mood for Halloween for you. Yeah. All right. So um, probably, oh, there's so many to tell that I've, that I've got into. Uh Probably like you, Jeff, I, you started yours off saying what got you into the paranormal and stuff. Um, probably the first thing paranormal experience that I've had was when I was in high school. And um, me and my buddy, you know, we were out in Arizona, and it was late at night. And um, uh, we lived right along the Mexican border. Um, there's an army base there. It's, it's for uh, signal intelligence. It's uh, Fort Huachuca down in Arizona supposed to be a big base with all military stuff as far as all intelligence wise goes through them um you've probably seen a couple of movies where they're they can listen in on phone conversations and stuff like that I don't know if that's the case but it's big on intelligence down there um anyways we were outside it was uh on a weekend and we also lived behind this big cow pasture and stuff and um in my neighborhood uh, we were out just goofing around, riding our bikes and stuff, doing what normal teenage kids do back then. It was normal to be out late at night, not anymore. But um, we were out there, and uh, we were messing around, and we saw this light down the end of the roadway. And we're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And it was on the ground, and from our perspective, it looked as though it was like a remote control car back then. And we're like, oh, that's really cool. And it was a uh, greenish light, and it was just like circling at the end. Not so much circling, but just, I guess, moving around the end down there, just going back and forth, if you would, kind of like a remote control car would be. And then it started getting closer to us, and we were looking at it, and we are like, all right, this is pretty cool. And it got closer and closer. And then when it got close enough, it was probably about a good 10 feet away. 10, 15 feet away, and it stopped. And we're like, oh, okay. I mean, we're memorized. We're just looking at this thing, mesmerized by it, and all of a sudden, it floats up. And we're like, what? We just paused. I mean, we're frozen, and then it comes up, moves in about five feet to us, and now it's at height level. And it's just this ball of light I, I can't explain it don't know what it is it's probably about the size of a basketball by the time it got to us and we're looking at it and it felt like an eternity it really did um 
but it was probably no more than two, three minutes, if that. And I just, we didn't move, it didn't move, and then all of a sudden it just shot off to the left. And just, and we're like, and we're watching this light go off the distance, go up the mountains, do the mountain range, and then over by the base or the post, and then towards the north. So it was like we were we were facing like, let's see where the house was. So we were facing like on the east side, and it went up the mountains to the south, around to the north up and and then shot up like it was going towards Tucson. And we were just like, uh what the heck was that? I mean, I, at the beginning, I wasn't frozen. But then being a kid, seeing that a light just shine at you, and we're like, uh, yeah, I, I was speechless. And we both were like, what, did you see that? It was like, yeah, okay. And we never really talked about it until that Sunday. Um, that's when the big paper comes out and everything. And a lot of people saw this green light in the sky around the area that we saw it and everything and it said it was from our town all the way up to Tucson and everything and then just shot up in the air and everything and nothing I I had no clue what that was that was probably my first paranormal experience as far as UFOs um, and it wasn't too much scary I guess but yeah, I guess as a teenager, I guess I was pretty scared because I really didn't know anything about it. But, uh, yeah, that was my first UFO encounter that I had paranormal-wise. I wasn't into the like the, the ghost thing and paranormal stuff growing up. It was more of the UFO thing, the, the unknown, trying to figure out what that was that him and I saw. It, it was just really weird. So that, that was probably my weird thing. Um, probably... Paranormal-wise, uh, the other thing that got me into the ghost thing, me and my uh, my wife, Misty, um, we had a house downtown. And, you know, you have these strange things in these older houses and everything. Um, this house was built probably in the 60s. I don't know, something like that. But um, we're in there, and the one thing that caught my eye, probably, or caught my attention, Misty and all the other females in the house they were like yeah we we, we noticed these things but i, I yeah, okay me yeah, no uh not a big believer in the paranormal as far as ghosts and stuff um but we're in there in the t in the living room watching tv and everything and in the house we have the dimmer lights and we're watching tv and all of a sudden the lights just dim and go off we're like, okay i go back over to the dimmer switch hit hit it turn it on okay probably about five to ten minutes later Lights dim again. Like, what the heck is going on with this? And I'm thinking electricity because that's what I did in the Air Forces. So I'm thinking all these electrical things that I can think of. More resistance in the line, maybe a power surge somewhere or a shortage. Something to make the lights just dim. But it wasn't a dim and then come back on. It was a, it was a dim. So I go back over to the dimmer switch and sure enough, dimmer switch is off. I turn it on one more time. All right. Turn it on and it had the round knob and everything. And sitting down there, and sure enough, the lights start dimming again. Well, this time, I look over at the dimmer switch, and me and Misty can both see it just slowly moving to where it turns off. And I'm like, all right, time for bed. You want us to go to bed? All right, living room's yours. We're going to the bedroom. Y'all enjoy and everything. And uh, we get back there, and we're like, did that really just happen? She's like, yeah. Stuff like that happens all the time. I was like, I, no, <laughs> no, don't believe it, no. But the thing that really got me is after our son was born, he was probably oh just just sitting up. He was just learning to sit up by himself. And he was in his crib, and back then um, we had the cameras because I was the tech guy. So I had a camera in there on him, and we were in there, and it was going to a little 13-inch uh, black-and-white TV outside, out in the living room. And we're just watching everything, and... He sits up in his bed and he's playing and you really can't see the corner, bottom corner of the crib. You can see everything else up there. But he's looking in the corner crib and he's laughing, having a good time. And he looks like he's interacting with something in the corner. We think maybe a stuffed animal, whatever. Yeah, not a big deal. Um, but uh, he gets up and goes over to 
part of the crib and it looks like he's about to crawl out of the crib because he's standing up pulling himself out of the crib and I about run in there and at that time about running in there Missy's running in there she says stop and I'm like what he gets over half his body outside the crib to where he's going to fall on his head but he stopped midair and then he's pushed back into the crib and I'm like what the heck and I'm I'm, here's my goosebumps now (laughs) And I'm like, are you kidding me? And my first instinct, okay, the dog did it. Because I got a big black lap. I figured that you can't see her because it's an old camera and it's dark in there. And she's the one that pushed him back in. The dog's in here with me. I have no clue to this day what it was. But that was probably one of my most intrigued ghosts. And that's what really got me started on this path. Okay, what is that? What What is it? And we started researching the house and everything, learned a little bit more about it. And Des even told her story about the doll with the haunted dolls and everything. So there's just a lot of stuff going on in my house that, which got me involved in that when I met Jeff. And um, we had that, he, I know on the last episode you told about the cemetery experience. Right. Well, um, what he didn't say is when we did that, that, uh, cemetery experience it got really cold out there it was really really cold and we're like hey we got keys you know because they invent they investigated their building before i ever went out there so you guys knew about some stuff that was right. going on so you guys you want to go up there we got keys well, yeah sure let's go in the work building sure so we get in there and uh there's two teams again uh me and jeff were on the one team and we're in the front of the building middle section and I have my nice 35 millimeter camera, real nice camera. And I'm taking pictures all over the place. And I look down this corridor and I'm trying to take a picture down the corridor. Nothing. I try clicking. Nothing's happening. I'm like, all right, take it away from the corridor. Click. Perfect picture. Look back down. Nothing. Look this way. Perfect picture. Look down the corner. Nothing. And as I look up a glance, I see something moving across down the bottom quarter. Just went from left to right. And I'm like, and this is my first time in this building, really at night. We just got done with a cemetery. It's late. And I'm like you. I started, Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I was like, you need something down here. He's like, well, maybe it's the other team down there. Because the other team was in the basement. He's like, maybe the other team, it was their movement. Yeah. And so we're about to call over the radio and ask them. And just that time... They ask us, are you guys moving upstairs? I'm like, are you moving downstairs? Like, we just saw something go up, and it's on the one side, and so they're like, I'm trying to tell this with my hands, and the people can't even tell. Yeah, you can't explain that building. I can't explain that building, So, and I'm trying to explain it with my hands, and y'all can't see this. But um, down in the middle, there's the ramp that goes up. Down where we're at, the ramp goes down, then it meets. So... They start heading up. We start heading down. We bypass one another. No one saw anything. So we're like, huh? We start talking about what we saw. And they're like, okay, that's, that's pretty interesting. I was like, yeah, but I don't have a picture of it. Like, ah, it's all right. And so we go down to the basement. They continue going up. And in the basement is where you had that one paranormal experience to where you took a picture of that green mist right. in, mm-hmm. in the electrical room. Right. So... We uh, want to try and recreate that green mist, so we try and open up the door. The door doesn't open, and we both try, you know, like push on the door. Door doesn't open. I was like, eh, well, it's also the break area. So I I go over to the Coke machines. I was going to get something. He's over there. He just literally, we were both trying. Didn't hurt. He goes over there, and he opens the door. Opens right up. Yeah. I remember the look on your face. You weren't going in there. Yeah, no, no way at all was I going in that room. So he sticks his hand in there with the camera, goes click, 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 and that was it. And um, and we're like, okay, so we're like, well, let's go back upstairs because I left my um, my uh, eight millimeter Sony handheld cam up there with the battery. So we go up there, and just as we're about to come, where I saw that originally go from left to right, well, just as we're about to round that corner. There was this dark figure standing in front of us, and we just froze. And we're looking. Another, I mean, literally, we froze. Yeah. And it just shot up the 
the hallway and shot up the ramp. And then we looked at one another and he's like, did you see that? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's a feeling I don't want to have. Yeah. Yet. I was like, that's right. me either. Cause literally it was probably from where we're sitting across the table. It was that close to us. Clear, dark mass figure just shot up there as quick as it was down. I was like, Mm-mm, no, no. Yeah, I was, mm, yeah, that was probably my one. I was like, Mm-mm, nope. And then we checked the camera. Camera was, the battery was completely dead. And then we go back into the our office and everything. And this is where it's that tiring thing that we talked about in early episodes where you're fatigued and everything and your mind's probably playing tricks with you. Well, we were, but no, our, I, I remember seeing that mass. And, yeah, I do too. And then we're in there listening to the recording and we're all probably dead tired sleep. And it's, at that time you hear us talking and in between, I guess in between our conversation, yeah, it was, it was over our conversation. You, you heard this other voice and uh, I'm, I'm going to give a, a statement. If you don't like hear swear words and everything, you know, just fast forward or put pause or turn the volume down on this one. But in between our things, you can hear this thing clearly cuss us out by saying, you sons of bitches. Clear as day. And everyone's perks up and we're like, what the? And it, it was just really, really, that was yeah. my first EVP that yeah. I ever heard. And it, my first EVP was something cussing us out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a feeling I don't want to feel again. Well, uh, the way I correlated it was is that we startled it, I think, is yeah. what happened. We startled it, and then that's why it said that. Because it's like you caught me. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, there was another section down that in that building um, that we went into this room, kind of like your tombstone. Right. We go into this room, and it's the only door that's open. And we're like, hello, is anyone in here? And EVP comes up, hello, come in. Okay. <laughs> but that building has been great when I, that's the one that we were talking about going doing again now that he has keys. Yeah. But weird building. It is very weird building. It is. And another one that we were up, uh, you were just telling us a story about earlier about why you want to go back in. Right. But um, you can be in there going to the bathroom and everything. Okay. And not to go visual or anything, but there's a bunch of stalls in there where you go and there's an unwritten rule. You don't go in the same stall. You know, you just, you go down and you can be in there using the bathroom and then you hear someone come in. You hear someone go down to the far stall down there and then you can get done. You wash your hands and everything. And then there's nobody in the stall with you. You were the only person in there, but you can clearly hear that door open. You can clearly hear someone go down the back stall. Don't know. That bathroom is really weird. And we were up there one night with uh, doing a just we didn't have any camera or anything. We were just had the, the dar out there and there was some, I guess, evil voice. Yeah. Told us to get out. It, it didn't want us in there. And that was that was actually the last time that we probably were in there. Well, give you give you a little bit. I started working back in this building again around in uh, April time frame, March or April. And uh, just a few months ago. The, the restroom area that uh, Rob was talking about, they have the electronic censored urinals in there. And I was the only person in the, in the bathroom myself, and, and I wasn't anywhere close to those that could have caused them to go off. But within just a few seconds, one urinal went off, it flushed. The one directly next to it went off like 10 seconds later, and then five seconds later, the third one right next to it went off. And, wow... Uh, and before they weren't the motion so sensor ones. They were not. Yeah. yeah, and they would still go off. They well, I wouldn't say they'd go off this just the door. Maybe right. maybe that far one flushed. Yeah. Um. But the interesting thing about this building is we've had numerous stories mm. emailed to us from folks that have been in that building, right? Saying, "Hey, you know, guys, we've been in this building, and here's what we experienced." And the interesting thing is the stories are all identical as to what they're experiencing in this building. 
Yeah, and it leads around the bathrooms, and for some strange reason, so I don't know if maybe something happened in the bathrooms. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I honestly don't, I, don't know. We've tried to do a lot of research uh, yeah. history on that building, but uh, we but, haven't been able to find anything. But those are some weird ones, and I guess one, the one that really gets me every single time is going back to that building here in town. Um, you guys explained in your last episode, I believe, Mike, you had it in yours, were you talking about the lady in the white dress and everything and how you guys were in the um, this one that led up to a catwalk and into the building? And that's where I've had all my experiences in when we go to this building. Um, we were doing a setup. <laughs> you guys are probably going to laugh at this one. But we were doing a setup and everything. And the way that we, we set up our cameras is we look to find the best angle. And then we're in radio communication. I'm sure most people do this, but we're in radio communications with ops. And, um, I think it was one of the first times that we started recording while we set up yeah, because of the, right. because of the experiences that, are, and reports that were in this building. So we're in there setting up and I'm asking, I was like, all right, I, I have video. And then I'm like, I lost video. I don't have any video. I have no video. And it comes back on again and then goes off again. And we're, I'm like, okay, didn't think anything of it. Well, the EVP, when we're going back through you can hear something clearly, clearly mocking me when I said we don't have no video. Because like, no video, don't have no video. It was weird for an EVP like that. And every time we hear that, everyone busts up laughing. Yep, they're picking on you, Rob. No video. <laughs> no video. No video. <laughs> it almost sounded, and I don't want this to sound really crude, it almost sounded like a mentally challenged yes, person exactly yelling no video right i mean but, i don't know how to describe but that that's otherwise. basically how it sounded and it was uh, whatever was there did not like me being there one iota i guess because um before i went in there with the team to investigate uh, one team came down and we were trying to let everything settle but one of the cameras kind of moved i guess when someone walked through so i ran back up into the building don't ever do that again okay always go with someone when you're investigating even if you're it's a minor fix always but um there was these very steep stairs in the middle leading down i know which ones you guys are talking about or which ones i'm talking about but they are very steep in the middle and i'm up there and just as i'm about to come down those stairs something forcibly pushed me down the stairs luckily i spread my hands across and I, I only fell like maybe four or five steps, but it literally pushed me down the stairs. I didn't trip over anything. Something forcefully pushed me down the stairs. And when I come out, I said everything to told you guys. And you're like, do what? I was like, yeah. I, they're like, well, we need to go back up there with a full team. So I went up there with uh, Misty, um, I think, excuse me, Sean. Maybe. I don't remember exactly. I can't remember was. who was. Oh, no, 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 no. It was Ruh. No. Anyway, I can't remember. But there was about four of us that went up there. And someone else was on the ops and everything. And uh, we investigated the front section where um, they said no video and everything. And then I'm heading towards the middle section going to the back room. And something stops me by pulling off my glasses and my radio headset just forcefully. That's, that's when the kids were with you and you were explaining to them. That's right. Yes. Cause we took our kids up beforehand because they always want to go, but we, and we were doing a workshop. So we said, Hey, y'all come beforehand. That's right. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. And you were on camera and you can't see the top of your head where your glasses are, but you can see that your hands are right are in front right of me, in front of you. And then all of a sudden, wham. I yeah. Mean, you just see my head, flick to the side and it it literally felt like someone had grabbed my face and just pulled oh, i just did it myself pulled everything off me glasses headset yeah everything and i was like oh. and i was like what the heck whatever was there did not like me at all and that was probably the most in the other evp well i was gonna say yeah i remember i was the one that was asked to go up and put the the recorders in the different areas mm -hmm. And I remember I was walking up the steps, the far side of the building. I was walking up steps, and I put the recorder down. And, and like I said, when we started doing the review, no more than I had just put that recorder down, you can plainly hear, get out. Well, 
and I'm talking about the other one where when Rob goes back up there, it says, hey, tough guy. Oh, I forgot about the hey, tough guy thing. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the clearest yeah. ones we have. Yeah, we That evening, we had a lot, a lot of activity. Of activity in yeah, that, and it yeah. did not like me for some no, strange reason. I, I have no clue why. Yeah, I totally forgot about hey, tough guy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it seems like every time I have I think something. think by the time you had got pushed and got your glasses ripped off, the EVP was the least of your work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, something was after me. Well, I thought something was after me then. Yeah. Um, I think probably the most scariest one um, was probably, oh, yeah, when I had the scratches on my back. Oh, yeah. That, that was probably the my most scariest one that I had. I can't even remember... I think it was at. Um, Wasn't that in that the historical society? Yes. And yes. I started crying. Yes, 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 yes. The that's right. The the train station. Yeah. And we caught on. You can hear the like the blacksmith kapling kapling yeah. kapling kapling on the audio. Yeah, because I just I just started feeling this burning sensation down my back, and I'm like, what the heck? And then you lift them on my back, and there's just all these scratch marks on my back and everything. And it stayed with me for quite a while, even when we went yeah, home. Yeah, you went home. I, I went home, and it stayed with pictures. me. Yeah, I was like, look at this. Yeah. And you could just clearly see all these scratch marks and everything. I was like, there's no way. Because the middle of my back, and there's no way you can get the middle. And it's just all. That's probably been my most scared that I've been on an investigation to where I didn't know what to do, and we had to call in someone to come and get rid of it. Yeah. And, but hey, it, it was a learning experience. Yeah. Um, know what not to do. <laughs> uh, but that was probably one of the one of them. And then probably my best experience was my mist that I had. Oh yeah. That was by far the yeah. best one that I've had. We were up in um. Was at the Motley Mot County Jail. Motley County Jail. We were actually there with another team from uh, Dallas. They said, hey, uh, you want to go up with us? And we're like, yeah, we'll go up to the Motley County Jail. Yeah. One of their members, grandparents, had a house in the, in this town, and they had passed away. And so we were doing like a double investigation. We take a team, go do the jail, and then we take a team, go do the house. And the house... There was no electricity on the house. They had every window boarded up and plasticed over. So it was still pretty cool. Yeah, it so, was. Yeah, it was a cool time. So uh, we were the second or third team to go in, I think. And they were telling us some of the things and everything. So we go in there. We're in the kitchen. And it was me, Jeff, and the, the guys, the grandparents yeah. right it was his grandparents house so yeah. he knew a lot about the houses he he grew up there he knew everything about it so we're in there and uh jeff was hungry <laughs> and sleepy no no he, no, no i was not no, sleepy. he was not sleepy. he was hungry because he had the stomach that would growl yeah oh, yeah. yeah so um we're in there and we're in the kitchen and everything and then we move back to the the bathroom area and then we think we made it to like the living room and his stomach is just like going yeah it's loud it, it, it so we're like well we don't want to contaminate it anything so he goes outside so it's just me and this kid and we go in his grandparents bedroom and uh, I think his grandmother was the last one to pass away in that <coughs> room there's no furniture in there so we're sitting down and um, he's on my right side and I'm leaning up against the wall. He's leaning up against one. You can't see anything in this room. Completely pitch black dark. I had the K2 in front of me. He had, and I had your camera. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to work it, um, but I had his camera and the K2 and we set the K2 down and place it in front of us, in between us. And we're like sitting Indian style. He's over here. I'm over here. And all of a sudden, you see the K2 just start chirping. Well, not all of a sudden. It took a while. We were doing an EVP session. He was talking to his grandmother and everything, his grandfather, and it started chirping. Anytime he'd ask a question, it, it starts spiking a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it spiked up to red. Constant. It wasn't back and forth. And then the K2 started doing a figure eight. And we're looking at it. And I'm like, do you see this? He's like, yeah. I was like, it's not our eyes playing tricks on us because it's, it's pitch black. We can't really see anyone. There's like our hands in front of our face. We can't see. And all of a sudden he's like, <gasps> he takes a deep breath. I'm like, what? He's like, I am really cold right now on my right arm. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I'm really cold on my right arm. 
And then he's like, okay, now it's to my chest. It's to my chest. And he's talking like this. And he's like, now it's to my left. It's to my left. And his voice is starting to increase. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I don't know. It's just cold and everything. And I look over, and before I couldn't see him. Now I start seeing this white mist just start to uh, form, if you would. And it starts coming over to me now. And I'm like, what the heck? And this mist completely engulfs me. And when I mean completely engulfs me, it's all surrounding me. And I'm trying to blow it out of my face. I'm doing, <laughs> trying to blow it, trying to fan it, trying to get it away from me. Because this is my first experience, and it's just coming up to me. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm breathing really heavily. I'm like, oh, my God. And it, I can feel it. And here comes the goosebumps. And it's just all around me, and I'm trying to get rid of it and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm freaking out. And he's freaking out. And we're like, oh. And then it goes away. It came from one side, went to him, and then just dissipated. We grab, oh yeah, when I'm doing that, I'm trying to tell this guy, here, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. And he's like, I don't know how to work the camera. I'm like, okay. But we're just freaking out that bad. But it's it's a awesome freak out, yeah. which yeah. you would. Because you've never seen this, and you can't experience until you had your own first one. And when it went away, we're like, we got to get Jeff. So we run outside, like, Jeff, you got to come in here, you got to come in here. And we're like, what? And we tried to explain it. But we're still hyper about it. It's like, you you just got to come in with us. So we go to the door, try to open the door. We get it about six inches open, and it slams on us. Yeah. Like, what? Try to open again, opens it, slams on us even harder. All right. You don't want us in there. So that was it. That was, that was probably my most intense and awesome one. Plus, it's saying, hey, I don't want you in here. Yeah. Okay, so the question is, did mm-hmm. you end up going back in there no we did not it would not let anyone else back in the house interesting yes it was that's why i was like okay and we just finished up with the gel and everything and i the bad thing is we really didn't have any footage of that because we didn't put any cameras in there no one because there's no power right so we didn't have any cameras in there nothing uh maybe some dars but they weren't ours they were the other team's we we put all our stuff in the jail, and they put all their stuff, what little stuff they yeah. had. So, but yeah, that was probably my most intense one. I mean, I got a I got a ton ton of experiences that I can talk about, but those are probably my most intense ones out there. And I was so mad that my stomach had acted. I up know. That I wanted to experience that. <laughs> that was by far the the best and most petrifying one that I had out there. I mean, I've had. The scars ones, the one with scratches are probably the most intense that I had. But that was the best experience that I had out there by far. The best one. So what do y'all feel is the most interesting thing to happen? Seeing the light, being touched, or actually hearing the voice, not, you know, when we do our... Uh, For me, it's seeing it firsthand. Getting that experience now, when I what I mean seeing it firsthand is the anticipation of getting to see it because that's what I'm out there to do. I, I want to find it. Right. Right. Um. So, the investigating that that's probably the best for me. Do yes, I say the history of stuff, but when I'm actually out there doing the investigating, that's probably the best one. Um. Now it's not always spirits and ghosts and everything like i'm a big ufo thing uh i i want to be able to see more ufo things but the the big one like what we've been doing lately is bigfoot um we've gone to a couple conferences uh last weekend mike and i went out there to where a place that we saw or our sightings we went out to a place out there and we, we we actually went in the woods and i actually got some cast and some things and we went down and kind of confirmed our suspicions that i doubt it was a human right uh if you and we'll have some stuff coming out on that when we conclude an investigation but it's um i don't think it's human i think yeah. it's what, what when, when i went down there and got the cast the water was pretty high and then we went back and the water is really lowest way low mm-hmm. and where the tracks came out of this creek and walked across and went through this other spot there's no way a human did it barefoot no and they weren't None. big tracks which you know 
I think it's a misnomer that all Bigfoot are ten feet tall, and I don't think that's the case. Well, that one track you had was pretty big. Yeah, it was. It was about ten and a half yeah. inches. It wasn't huge, but it was about. Well, it was, I'm talking about twelve and a half inches. Right. And then the other one was nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Inches. I, I I do say there was two of them, but that's just one place that we went to investigate. When we go down to the conferences, and um, I, you guys have been to two more than I have, right? Because you went to Jefferson. I've only been to the... Um, no, you've only been to one, because we both went to... No, I've been to two. Huntsville, yeah. Yeah, Huntsville. Yeah, and then we went to... Jeff and I went to Jefferson. Jefferson, yeah. Yeah, so the and Huntsville one... We go out one, and do some stuff. Yeah, the Huntsville one is really great. I I, I wasn't a big Bigfoot person. I just go because Mike likes it, and it's it's the investigation. That's that's what we like. I, I like the I'm investigation. I'm an outdoor guy. Yeah. So. Um, but we went the first year, and uh, we're out there to where a claim was that they saw this Bigfoot in the middle of the road. So we wanted to go out there in the middle of the road. So we get out there, and this is the first time we went out there. We never went in the daytime. It's just a night. And we get out there, and we start looking around. It's like, nope, I'm not getting out to investigate. How about you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the woods? No, no, no. Not, it, it, we no. went out there, and it was mm. storming, and it was muddy, and then the storm kind of goes away, and we get out there. And again, we, first time we'd ever been down this road, and – I've got all my lights on on my truck. No, you didn't have lights at that time. I did on that. Not one. the first one. That was on the black truck. I had the my, second one. The first one I did. I had on my, my black truck. I had the center bar. Oh, uh, that's but right. It lit all up the road, but once it hit the trees, that's right. It didn't. It was like, like booger dark. Yeah. And we're like, we had never been in here before. I mean, where where do you go? Where yeah, do you so, what do you see? Yeah, and if we're chasing something that no one has seen and it evades and it's a big creature, yep, yep. So we didn't go. Um, so the next paranormal conference or the next Bigfoot conference comes up, uh, we head back out to this location cause we're like, Oh, this is prime. Okay. We went out in the daytime. First. We, yeah. We went out the daytime the last time. So we knew the area. So we were going to go back out again. So we get out there this time. And as we're pulling up, we see something in the middle of the road and Mike stops and we're all like, did you see that? Cause it's in the middle of the road. Then it's not in the middle of the road. And then it gets in the middle of the road again. And then it's not. And we're like, okay. So we creep up there slowly. And then there's I, a film crew. I lit it up. Yeah, you lit it up. Because <laughs> he had the lights and everything. So he lights it up when we get up there. And, yeah, there was something in the middle of the road. They were filming a Bigfoot. Big yeah. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, they were filming a Bigfoot scene because they heard about the sightings in this area. So they wanted to film a Bigfoot scene and everything. And, one lady had a bunch of blood on her or whatever. So he's like, all right, so we'll leave. Um, so we come back the next night. And it stormed bad all day. All day. It was bad. And the wind was still blowing. Yeah. Um, so we get out there, and we're in the same location. And this time, we turn all the lights off, and we're sitting there. And for those of you that don't know anything about Bigfoot, and I'm one of them that really don't, I only know bits and pieces, um, it's a large animal that, does not bathe. So it's very smelly. Um, like rotten flesh. Smelly. So we're sitting in the truck and everything. And all of a sudden, the wind comes in. And... We're Jeff, just sitting there with audio recorders. Yeah. yeah. And we're just it's, listening. We, we have the thermal in there. We're just sitting with audio recorders. And Jeff's like, smell that? And I'm like, no, I don't smell anything. And I'm like... And then all of a sudden, I start smelling. Then he starts smelling it. And then it goes away. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. I was like, oh, that was nasty. Oh, what was that? It was was bad. It was bad, bad. And so um, that's getting us hyped up. We're like, okay. And then we start hearing knocking on the left side of the truck, the right side of the truck. And then we smell that smell. And it's strong. Yeah. Now, it's on the driver's side. And Mike is smelling. And he's like... Oh, I smell it. Oh, and then it comes back because I'm in the backseat. And I'm like, oh, mm. yeah. And then he's getting in. We're like, oh, Lord. And now we're thinking that there's two yeah. Bigfoot around us. And we're getting psyched. We're hyping ourselves up. And there, there's some noises that's happening around us. Right. It, it it's. It, I'm going to start laughing before you get there. <laughs> it's really intense. Okay. We got the thermal going. They're passing it back and forth, and they swear that they see something. And I'm watching the camera in the back. 
So I swear that I see something back there. So we're all piggybacking off one another and we're getting hyped and hyped and hyped. And then the smell comes back. He smells it just briefly. I don't smell it. He don't smell it. And then it comes in rushing again. And about that time, you oh, hear <laughs> you hear this crashing through this woods coming right at us. And I mean, it's loud. It's like crashing through. And we're and like, it's like, whoa. I mean, it shakes the truck. And we're like, oh, oh. And I'm like, I duck. I literally like, duck in the back seat. <laughs> if I could have only run. been there. I duck in the back seat. I'm like, holy beep. And I'm like, go, go, go. Mike. He's like, do you want to stay? And we're like, no, just go, just go, just go. Get us out of here. And we're all just laughing. And he's like trying to get us out of here and everything. And we're like, and we're like just talking back and forth. And we're like laughing at one another. Did we really just do that? Did that really happen to us? Was a Bigfoot out there? And that night, that's all we could talk about. We were like, oh, oh. we were listening to the recording, watching the video and everything. In the recording, it's loud. We'll have to play that. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, it's just like, it's the most horrendous crash. I mean, it's so freaking loud. It scares you on the audio. It, it yeah. I mean, it, it just frightens you. It's that loud and that smell and everything. And our mind is already there for a Bigfoot. We're in. I mean, Bigfoot we'd only woods. been there like minutes. Yeah. It 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 was just. We hadn't even got out of the truck. Actually, we did. We shot we, some footage, and then we were just. Well, yeah, I shot footage with the drone, with the drone. and everything, but uh, and that was further down. And then we went into this spot right here where the area was. And we didn't get out of the truck at all. One, because we smelt that smell. And then we heard the knocks. And they say that Bigfoot talked to one. They knock on trees. And it was like over on the left and over on the right. Mm -hmm. It was like surrounding us. And we had just heard a story that day about how this hunter was confronted by two Bigfoot. And how they were going around him. So we, I'm thinking the same thing. And I'm in the back. I got my guns <laughs> I'm in here and we're like go 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 so you got three grown men here running in a truck and everything and so we get back to the hotel and everything we're just really can't sleep because we're so excited about that and then we're like I okay. Rob and I stayed up for hours yeah crashed on us a little earlier imagine that yeah and so we're okay we have to go during the daytime to see if we can find anything Any find prints, prints anything. figure out what's going on what's going on so we get there and we pull up, and um, we see this gate and everything. So we walk to the gate, and there is this dead cow carcass, half gone. Hence the smell. Hence the smell, yeah. And so, okay, all right, well, that's one thing. So we start walking in there in the woods and everything. And um, there was this newly, brand new, uprooted, humongous tree that fell towards us. Maybe from the storms earlier had gotten knocked loose. It was, I mean, because it's a pine tree that's probably, these. this is big pines. Yeah. Like three foot in diameter and probably over 100 feet tall. And it fell, I guess, towards the truck mm -hmm. and was, it probably stopped 20 feet from the road. So you had that crash as it's running towards the <laughs> truck. <laughs> well, and the other crashing sound we heard was there were buzzards up in the trees we think that might have been what knocked the tree over is yeah it might have gotten lodged from mm -hmm. the storm and then the buzzards lighted to get the in there for the the cow the roosting yeah right so i mean we were there to hunt bigfoot and then i got scared i don't know about you no i was scared yeah it was when that crashing sound started coming it was like oh go go I go mean, go go, it, go. Was, it was fight or flight for yeah. a second. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's our one hilarious story about. Yeah. I mean, because we've been doing this a long time, and it's you know we we've talked about our stories where something might have creeped us out or something, but for the most part, I think we can retain our composure. We're yeah. not like what you see on TV. No, we didn't. And for the most part, it's unless you got a big three, four, or seven hundred pound ape like creature running at you. Yeah. I, I'm running. And the th that's the thing we had, and that's that's the way. It's an easy trap because we had been at this conference. Yeah, day. exactly. We were doing interviews and talking to people, and we got all these stories, and then we got the, you know these people. This one guy's like right here. Mm -hmm. This is this and yeah. marked on the Google yeah. Maps, and we went there, and then the soon as we pull up, again before we got out of the truck, because we had, we had inter intentions that night of actually right we were going to spend all night in the yeah. woods and mm -hmm. we were going to get there, but we were just sitting there listening, kind of seeing what was going on, and then 
smell, three <laughs> running to Addis. Anyway, it, it was hilarious. We still laugh at that oh. all the time. Allison, you had asked that question earlier about how we feel about different things. And I think for me is having the experience of something is one thing. But when you can validate it with either audio right. or video, for me, that's what makes this all worthwhile. You know, personal experiences, we've all had our personal experiences. And they're just that. Right? And that's all it is, personal experience. But when you can tie it with video right. or audio, you know, to we, me, that validates. We recently posted on YouTube, I say recently, within the last year. It was an older footage. It's the first time we did MacArthur. Mm-hmm. And if you see that footage, they had a personal experience. And it was a long time later when actually reviewing that footage some more that we caught that figure dropping down dropping down behind them and that's that validation right so they had a personal experience and it was just that we can say that all day long and everybody's like Mm -hmm. whatever yeah but now we have a little bit of footage and you can see that on our youtube channel but in in there so there is a personal story behind that and then this this mass that drops down on top of them that's a little bit of validation again to skeptics is that gonna prove anything no but to Mm. us that's that validation when because there was EVPs, there was personal experiences, there were EVPs, and there were video footage at the same time. And it's those additions right. on top of each other, the the conglomerate of it all that makes the and see, validation. That's, that, that's what I like about us as well, what, what we do as a group. Because back in the day, everything used to be evidence. Right. But it's not really evidence. We all call things footage. That's what you've been saying, footage. Everything is footage now until we validate it as evidence. And then, you know, scientific evidence requires repetition. Mm -hmm. So until we can scientifically prove that, we have to just keep plugging along until we can say, hey, we know that under this condition, using this instrument, doing this, that we can do this, which goes against all rules of science. We have to just keep plugging along until we can try to find that piece to start down that ladder. Right. Hey, I know we've been at this real long here, but I want to just tell one quick story, um, something that came to my mind. Years ago, we did a case where we were in a church. Oh, yeah. And I was in the nursery of the church, and I noticed the rocking chair mm-hmm. that was in there mm-hmm. started rocking forth. I thought, well, okay, this is kind of weird. One of the things we always do, we always are skeptical and we want to try to debunk everything. I thought, okay, is the air conditioner on and it's kind of bent there and it's blowing it? Well, it quit rocking and and, uh, we had a couple of people come in and check things out. Well, we started listening to our audio. And in that room, we heard this music playing. I thought, wow, this is kind of odd. Around the same time that the rocking chair started. Well, listening to the music, it was kind of like a kid's... A game. game or something right, yeah. had gone on. Well, when we went to the client, was revealing yep. this footage to them. We said, "Hey, we got this." The minute we started playing that music, mm-hmm. one of the ladies go, "I know exactly what that She's is." Like, Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I'll go get. So I'll be she right ran back. down to the nursery and got this. I don't even remember what it was. It like was a little like, xylophone. Like, yeah. Xylophone. Yeah. And she played it for us, and that was the exact same sound that we had. Heard. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of—I mean, it was wasn't really scary no, at the um, time, but it was a very interesting find. It was satisfactory right. to say, "Hey, right. here, yeah. yeah, we caught this on audio." Yeah, and somebody knew exactly what it was. I don't so. think that. I think the only scary part would have been that rocking chair moving. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. interesting yeah. to see. Interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'd like to say, hey, thanks for uh, listening to us here. This is the last of our... Yeah, the last one before the Halloween show. Yeah. Don't know yeah. what we're going to do for the Halloween show, but... Uh, I, I, we're going to try to get something. We're going to try and get something out. Um, like like we talked about earlier in one of the other episodes, probably we got an investigation coming up this weekend. See if we can't talk to the client. Maybe they want to... Well, I already got word back. They're okay with us doing a Facebook Live or a live. Well, there you go. So uh, look for us this weekend. And uh, we may be 
if we got good internet connection out there because yeah. we're going to be in the bfe out there nowhere <laughs> yeah and so, that will be the 26th of october yep 26th of october um we'll keep posting on our facebook site letting you know exactly when uh we're going to go live and everything so uh look it up and uh, comment uh we'll take messages and stuff and uh um, you can call us at uh, 940-437-4674. That's 940-437-4MPI to uh, get us a message out there if you see anything or want to talk about anything. You can also find us on militaryparanormal.com. Or Facebook. Twitter. And YouTube. Don't forget you can email us at podcast at militaryparanormal.com. And Rob, hey, real quick, yeah. I think while we're driving up there, maybe we ought to do some kind of Facebook Live Let's on do that. the way up. Yeah, um, we can also do, because uh, you got your uh, new GoPro. Correct. All right. So, yeah, let's do that. All a, right. a trip up there. Yep. Leading up to it. I yeah, like that. A long so trip. It is a long trip. It's only about four hours away, um, but the client is another hour and a half, but we're going to go up meet up uh, an older member that was with us before, but he's stationed up there now. Um, in and Kansas. We're, we're going to go to uh, the library and to the right, yep. county buildings there and do some further research on some of the stuff that we found. So that'll be Friday. Yeah, so, we're, we're leaving Friday. So uh, look for us on our Facebook on Friday. We'll post everything, pictures when we leave and everything. And then we'll start doing some live broadcasting from the truck on yep. the road up there. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Y'all have a happy Halloween. All right. Happy Halloween. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the MPI Paranormal Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Military Paranormal Investigations. Hope you all enjoyed the show. Don't forget to connect with us on Podbean, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, the truth is to be found.